Akhilesh, thanks so much for being a part of the Down and Dirty podcast series where we're going to get into the weeds of how you as an HR professional use ChatGPT as part of your daily workflow. Before we get started, though, please introduce yourself to our viewers and our listeners uh, who may not know you. All right. Thank you so much, first of all, for inviting me. Um, for those who do not know me, I'm sure most of you. Uh, my name is Akhilesh. I'm an HR professional by mm-hmm. career for the last seven plus years. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I run my own mental health organization as well. It's a non-profit organization called Your Wonderful Project. Um, I think the background which I chose here has the <laughs> logo as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I have been uh, working as an HR for the last seven years and uh, within the time I have had the opportunity to learn about uh, mental health in such a way uh, with my organization that right now I have integrated both of them in my professional career where I'm working with a mental health company uh, with their HR requirements as an uh, HR business partner. So yeah, that's basically it. I am Delhi. I uh, work in Delhi and uh, I have two clinics, two clinics here which I oscillate between uh, throughout the week. What is a day in your life like? Like literally if you had a walk us through you know you wake up in the morning you do whatever whatever you're at work at certain and then what happens like once you step into office whether it's virtual or whether it's physical what happens so um taking example of any of the workplaces that i have been part of uh one of the major uh things for me is that one i regret mondays a lot uh, <laughs> Monday blues i think for hrs are especially on the top level because um, everyone realizes that uh, throughout the weekend uh, I have this question I have this query I have this grievance I have this problem and Monday is the day that everyone reaches uh, to me uh, Akhilesh I have this issue I have this issue especially Monday in the first month or first week of the month when the salaries are also credited so it's like 50% of the population have a problem with the salary half the population have a problem with this and that so the first day of Monday is very difficult for me. It is uh, meetings after meetings uh, with people trying to make them understand what happened, how can they resolve something uh, or the other. So that's basically a Monday I'm talking about. But generally, uh, on a general weekday when I reach office, one of the major things which I tend to do is uh, in the first half, I tend to finish off all the 100 emails and stuff because I I'm someone who would have zero like in the in, inbox counter. I I've seen a lot of people who have like n number of emails unread for like thousands of years. I don't know why, but for me, um, uh, it is it is genuinely a trigger when I see multiple emails there, and uh, it is basically my to do list as well. At some point, like I have my own to do list, but just the number of emails unread, I need to like finish them off in the like before the first half. And then I try to um, see uh, within the tasks which I have, if there's anything which requires my immediate attention. And then I uh, basically formulate which is priority, what is not priority. And then according by the end of the second half, I am I think I am fully satisfied that this is end of the day. That's when I end my day. It's like uh, if I'm not satisfied with what has happened so far and there's some task which is on my to-do list till and that it is on priority, I would not leave for the day just because the working hours are over. That's, 
like some some might say that it is a very problematic uh thing to like overwork or work beyond your work hours but i also feel that if i have the uh, privilege to leave the leave the office or leave the work early it i might might as well just like provide my hours beyond the working hours just to like ensure everything is um, in place so uh, would you say that the bulk of your day then is working with email responding uh, you know uh, adding more stuff following up uh, so it's largely driven by email your exchanges um i think yeah i think 50% of my uh, work has to be related to emails or anything yeah. related to the online functionality of it be it the portals that we use be it the of uh, excel sheets that we have emails are also sometimes part of the excel sheets mostly yeah. uh, like i do have a how do i say at some certain point of the day i do feel that now it's time for some human interaction uh where i uh, generally take a how do i say round across the office across the bullpen just to uh, have a conversation with people because i also feel uh, those mails are coming because i'm having these interactions with these people <laughs> otherwise people would just think of hr as those rangoli making people once in the year <laughs> that is also something so else. are you basically saying that you are servicing angst then people like they see you walking they like oh shit yeah yes i had that problem i better write to akilesh now so that's yeah. what <laughs> it is actually like uh, it's something which i've tested myself as well like okay. uh, for the longest time i was uh, like in a new organization i wasn't getting a lot of people asking me basic queries it would come to me from a person who they asked to and i realized like, maybe because i'm not interacting with them enough and then then i started doing those interaction and now uh nobody goes to third people like their managers directly or they, they can reach out to me directly which is something which i prefer because that establishes the connection between them as well um yeah and there's a lot of how do i say misconceptions about my industry uh not just industry but within the hr framework a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions which i genuinely have taken the how do i say bait into change in terms of how people think of hrs So, what are the types of emails that um you are bouncing off or responding to? Which means, are they um you know clarifications on terminations, or are they clarifications on holidays, or are they some like what are the categories? Um, I think most important mailers which generally come through are the ones which are basically around the fact that I have announced X Y Z and. the company uh, basically the company is doing something and i have announced it and there is an xyz thing happening there's a lot of clarification around the same thing wherein uh, let's say the email might have confused someone or the email might not have given enough clarity to the entire context of it like why is xyz happening in the first place so a lot of those uh, what do you call uh, discussions are based around that but but the emails come through and then there's a clarification email sent out and so on and so forth okay so let's uh, switch gears and talk about how ai and in particular chat gpt might be helping you manage some of this workload right which seems to be like you said primarily driven around managing your inbox right. and responding and clarifying things so uh, broadly speaking when do you when do you remember first hearing about chat gpt or even just ai in general 
like i am someone who is very technical technically savvy uh, i would say so before chat gpt was launched before it was a big deal um i had heard of something uh, similar to chat gpt coming in and before chat gpt came in there were a lot of other tools which were similar on a similar fashion uh, running around and uh, chat gpt initially wasn't open for everyone it was open for beta testers and at that time around i was wondering around how efficient this could be uh because i hadn't tested it myself so i didn't know uh how efficient these things would be or if it could be reliable or not and then there was this entire discussion around uh, like ai taking over the planet and all of that so that was also an interesting take so i was quite like aware of what is going to happen and uh, to my expectation i think it was beyond my expectation in terms of the user interface and how it has uh, like the first this is just the first version right uh this is probably the initial version of what we are seeing it would eventually grow larger and it is growing larger as we speak so yeah the first impressions of the tool are obviously favorable from what you're saying when you actually played with it the first mm-hmm. time it came out and you know everyone could use it uh, you're saying you had a pretty impressive first interaction with it absolutely absolutely like uh my first interaction wasn't very formal in in nature yeah. uh first interaction was just me trying out testing how far i can take this because i think back in school as well i have had these uh websites which were available where you could say something and there was a chatbot which was responding to you and chatbots have been out there for i don't know over a decade now yes. and um i remember uh, there there were these applications as well there was something called chat buddy back in 2012 and uh, it would uh, help address my basic questions and it could automatically respond to uh, messages on portals like facebook and also so i'm coming from there so from that interaction to this interaction i was pretty impressed like we've all used siri or okay google so it felt similar it felt familiar but what it could do was beyond what uh, these uh, uh how do i say supporting softwares would have, would have done in the past uh in terms of i was genuinely surprised when uh, i saw these videos of chatgpt creating an entire uh, what do you call source code for document uh, for websites which was impressive and i that's when i genuinely thought that this is something to stay it's not something that people will like start using for day and then get bored and then leave it for so yeah so how do you how do you use it uh, i know you use it quite frequently at least a couple of times a week so where in what capacity are you using it when it comes to work so uh, when it comes to work i uh, like my basic requirement generally is not the language it's not about probably the formal setting of tone or anything <laughs> it's just about how the structure of a certain thing would sound like and uh, it gives me better options to have multiple uh, options to look at from let's say what i do is never use a uh, chat gpt to start off the entire thing for, for on its own like i wouldn't just ask chat gpt to draft a email for me i would draft it myself uh, keep that version to me and then provide that version to chat gpt in order for them for that uh, chat gpt to probably assess it and regenerate it and then i compare what has it changed and how can it work here because i know for a fact that at this point i can recognize uh, any emails which has come from a chat gpt uh, version 
So how 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 nice that? Very. It's I I think the structure is very basic. Like if someone who's in uh, using ChatGPT for basic things, uh, and they're not changing a lot of things, it's very easy to recognize. Also, there are other tools as well which uh recognizes it. But I'm not talking about those tools either. I'm just talking about basic structure. Like uh for years for decades now, I have been writing emails as dear xyz i hope you're doing well and uh, whatever the content is chat gpt doesn't do that chat gpt writes dear whatever uh, i hope you're doing well and the rest of the sentence is in a single format so every time someone sends that email i know for a fact that it's chat gpt so <laughs> <laughs> uh, are i think your voice yeah. is cracking a little bit. so that's a cool app uh, that's how you can figure it out uh, so, uh, okay, so uh, you're using it. This is very interesting. You're not using it to generate something from scratch. You're using it to update and enhance and then actually compare and contrast, see if that works for you and then see if you need to modify something. So uh, how would you say using it has impacted your work since you've started uh, relying on it to a certain extent? Um, When I see, when I talk about impact, I think one major impact would be time. Um, I think... Uh, above everything time is something which i'm able to save because of chat gpt let's say uh the versions i'm talking about the multiple versions we are looking at and comparing which is better to go out and if it would sound better or something uh if i do it manually if i start let's say i drafted one email and then i realize okay i can prepare another version of it and i draft another email the time i have an effort i will take has lowered down severely like right now uh, for something like that, I would take half an hour or maybe 45-50 minutes. But in ChatGPT, that comes down to, let's say, less than a minute for it to just generate it. So by the time I'm done within half an hour, I can identify which one I need to use, which version is the best and so on. That's amazing. So you know what we should do right now, We should do a screen share and give me an example of what that might look like. So I'm hoping that there's uh, you have uh, your chat GPT open in front of you and I've given you permission. So you want to do a share screen? Sure, sure. Let me just figure it out. Uh, can you see it? Yes, can see it. Perfect, perfect. And good for you. You have no history. <laughs> so the first thing I do is I look at what have people used it for. On the left. I would so... be very honest. This is a very, very brand new chat GPT account. <laughs> Uh, if I go through my previous the other ones, there is so much history that you would still keep on scrolling through here. So I'll, I will not want you to see my history at all. It's like, seeing, it's like seeing someone's text messages now. Like I think if you see someone's chat GPT thread, you're going to be like, wow, this is really personal. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I have uh, I've been using it on my phone as well recently. So uh, because I do that, those history come here. And because I use it on my phone, I use it for anything and everything. Like even Google searches have now become my chat GP searches. So I end up like having questions like, why is it raining so much today? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So fine. Um, all right. Let's jump into this. Um, I think an example which I can take off is I'll just take the current scenario. I'm in Delhi right now and it's raining uh, heavy uh, since the last, I don't know, six, seven hours now. Mm. Uh, and Delhi is not used to <laughs> such rains. We are used to like 15 minutes of rain and then um, back to normal. 
but let's say something like this is happening and because of the constant rain we are shifting let's say the office hours to certain uh, hours i don't know like i'm just making things up right now so um in order to do that what i do is instead of just asking like i, I can do this i can just ask chatgpt to draft a message saying that uh due to rain we will be changing workers from 9 to 5 to let's say give me an example 11 to 11 to 3 kar de wow why not of course <laughs> like my hr brain doesn't allow that but okay so uh yes. basic like i've just asked it to do it and uh it won't take much time and it has generated a good content i think more than enough content now um it's talking like if you just have a look at it uh it already recognized that it's a work email because we are talking about work hours so that's already good start and then um uh, this basic thing which i was earlier talking about we hope you're doing well and the next sentence at the same time uh this is what i never do but uh i think that's a that's something which i recognize because i don't do it but the others might um but yeah it has more or less identified the problem and probably given a little bit data as well like uh, heavy rains have forecasted for tomorrow morning and all of these things i did not mention all of these things so i'm genuinely already happy with this content but i'm not happy with the fact that this is not something which i have prepared myself and uh, there's always that kind of how do i say the uh there's a word for this like you are uh, constantly worried about the things that this is not genuinely coming out of you and this is not how i uh, like it's not ethical so that is something which is definitely in my mind and that's what some uh, that's something which i want to avoid so what i'll do is uh let's say this is the uh, ideal option that was there the next thing which i generally do is i would write an email myself that dear uh, team um uh, of course and uh what i'll do is i will just mention due to heavy rains in uh, delhi and cr and flooding of major road is we are of shifting from regular workers to a rainy um rainy season rainy season right yeah rainy season working hours from 11 am to 3 pm uh yeah like this is basic i just gave the information i can just write things like if you need to contact me you can do that and all of that so this is the basic draft version which i have now what i do is uh, i'll take that same draft message and just mention about to rewrite it so why didn't you do the whole thing just write it as though you were writing a draft email because i would like your thoughts on the rewrite uh we understand that this will be what is the spelling of inconvenient there we go <laughs> for you but at the same time we 
So this is the basic draft I've already created. Okay. I can send this out without a doubt because I haven't, I can't see any errors or any problem because I've already addressed the main concern. I've added the reason I have added uh, the basic logic of what, why we are doing or what we are doing. And I've also given that opportunity to reach out to me if they have any queries or concerns. But at this point, uh, I also feel that maybe some people might not be uh, privy to the fact that is this necessary or they might have questions around the fact like let's say Akhilesh is saying all of this but we have a meeting at 3 p.m starting at 3 p.m how will we um uh, how will we address the fact that the workday ends at 3 p.m how will we talk to our clients who are in Mumbai who are in bright sun, sunny day right now <laughs> so uh, all of this I also feel at that time that might as well create another version and see if uh, it works for me or not. So what I'll quickly do is I'll just rewrite uh, and add things like rewrite and probably add things like, let's say, uh, make it detailed probably around the better aspect. Then I can add another thing, add options for working remotely add uh, options for people who have uh, appointments beyond 3 p.m basic things which i know it would automatically recognize and probably give me a better version of it and i'll just ask it to rewrite and the new version which is, is getting created right now is so much different now these uh, bullet points these numbered remote work flexibility safety first all of these things make it sound even more empathetic to the employees which i should ideally be feeling but at the same time by the time i create this version it would take me another let's say half an hour to even come down to what all should i be working on so this version has already solved that issue it has already ensured the subject the subject uh, basic body of uh, the first uh, big paragraph already addresses the problem that this is the problem then it addresses the solution that this is what we are like providing as a solution in addition it is already suggesting the uh, further accommodations that now this word further accommod accommodation of to, to accommodate your needs it was not something which i suggested here but it recognizes that this is a workplace email and we are accommodating the employees. So it has provided these uh, few suggestions like remote work. I have just mentioned remote work. It has explained it that if your task can be completed remotely, we strongly encourage you to work from uh, home during this period. Uh, again, flexibility for appointments. It has already mentioned if you have an appointment that cannot be rescheduled, please reach out to the supervisor, blah, blah, blah. And safety first, it has clearly mentioned your safety is at most important. This is very empathetic and I'm genuinely glad that this message came in because it, this doesn't feel very uh, AI, right? This feels very human and that's that's the probably beauty of this AI that it makes itself sound uh, very human. And it clearly just adds this line that I understand this adjustment may cause inconvenience and all of this. Uh, however, we believe that it is crucial to prioritize your safety. This is very empathetic sentence. And I think um, as an HR, these are things which we are always looking out for that 
whenever we are writing an email, it shouldn't sound very formal in nature. It shouldn't sound that uh, we are trying to create inconvenience for the employees, but we are here to support them. In essentially, HR is basically a support department for, it's not a money-making department, right? Like any other department, any organization is somehow related to creating business or making money for the organization, but we are here to support them. So yeah, this probably was a good example of how a basically... Like, what would, would you look at something like this and say, you know what, this is good to go out. I mean, I don't need to do anything to this. I'm... So have you, uh, do you just copy paste this and say, okay, it's modified what I'd originally seeded it with. It's added more stuff and I'm good to go. Uh, not entirely. So at this point, probably I would copy it from here and put mm -hmm. it on my mail thread, but a uh, mail, uh, new mail uh, format. But I would also slightly change certain things and probably change things, which is, which I can feel that this is not how I generally email. Uh, like the very first thing which I mentioned of uh, this, I just add one more sentence here. I yeah. think that's basic stuff. And again, a few things here and there. Just, I know for a fact that these three pointers of, of accommodation, these two makes much more sense, but this is something which can be clubbed with this one. So I could probably huh. take this part. So I make these changes to ensure that it doesn't sound very romantic at the same time. Like the irony of it here is the fact that I have to change the empathetic version to uh, make it uh, less robotic. So I, I think genuinely I have always had this, uh, like before chat GPT, there was always this, um, I forgot the word, uh, when you copy out someone's write -up, writing work, it's uh, called... Uh, pardon? Plagiarism, right? Plagiarism. So I was always worried about plagiarism. Uh, I don't. I think from college because we used to like copy everything from Wikipedia back back in the days. So I always used to do that, like uh, regenerate or change the words here and there, so that it doesn't look. Copied. So yeah, I think that's something which occurs naturally to me. But I've also seen a lot of people who have uh obviously provided content without doing all of that effort of uh, changing it. How are you using ChatGPT outside of work? Like, in work, it's for emails. What do you do? You said you use it in place of search. And then instead of just searching, you ask it lots of whys, I imagine. Why is the weather so crappy, like you said? Uh, what are some other places or spaces or use cases for it in personal life? Um, Personal life and person use cases. I've used it to generate chat as well. Um, <laughs> I haven't told this to a lot of people. I think uh, there was this one time I was having an argument with someone. And during that argument, uh, like, you know, generally, and this argument isn't happening on uh, in person or a call or anything. It was on chat. And at this point, I'm uh, at the same time, like doing something else. And there's an entire long chat, which has come through. And I do not want to like engage in it because I'm not even like completely, how do I say like my heart isn't in it, right? So, uh, what I did was, uh, I had also learned the fact that Chat GPT recognizes your uh, uh, tonality, uh, how you text. If you provide it some basic text, it identifies your tonality and recreates those messages, whatever you want to write, in the same tonality. So, like for example, I use this uh, um, an emoji, uh, which is a how do I say colon P, which basically is a very, how do I say millennial uh, emoji, which I think a lot of people do not use. Uh, 
I provide like feeded all of this data that this is how I text and all of this to ChatGPT and it recreated a entire response to one of the messages uh within there and I sent it out and the person I don't think still does not I think after watching this video probably would figure out that it could be them but yeah. Uh, that that the use case before of responding to an argument, but that's that's pretty clever. I can see how that would save you time. So and you have this on your phone, right? So it's easy yeah. for you to just you can just copy the text and then just dump it in. Um, uh, yeah, like at some point, like at some point of uh, time, I remember uh, just to sound smart you could use ChatGPT as well, like just to sound smart in an argument or in a general conversation. I think there was some conversation happening around entropy. Now, entropy is a very uh, vast subject and it's from science. And I'm not a person from science, but I do know or base, understand basics of science, uh, basics of entropy. And uh, what I did was while someone was having an argument with someone about some basics, I just copied those text and share it with uh, chat GPT and just wrote that uh, go, go through the base these basic two uh, charts and generate a chart which is uh, from this perspective uh, of an argument and it did that uh, from my tonality and I was just sounding cool in that WhatsApp group uh, with few friends of mine so yeah I, I think uh, one basic I think uh, this is a funny incident I believe that I use ChatGPT in uh, one of the dating apps as well. And that was, I think, was wonderful. So uh, in iPhones, you can take a screenshot of the prompts which are on any uh, dating app. When you take the screenshot, it, it recognizes the text and you can copy the text. You can post it on ChatGPT and make, create a response which could be witty. It could be funny if you want to make it, uh, how does it, just witty, emotional, anything. <laughs> so yeah, I think... I've done all of these experiments with ChatGPT, especially when the mobile application came through. Like, like this is gold. I think I'll keep that. I, I just don't want that person to figure that out. Oh my god, this is gonna be like what, what is that movie with Will Smith where you're like where this guy is uses Will Smith's help to like become become a the relationship uh, grew. And then at the end, the lady so pissed off, obviously, saying, oh, wait, this wasn't you? This was Will, like, feeding information to you this whole time? Like, that's what it's going to be with, like, Chad GPT. Not the name of the movie, but I know for a fact that... That's what I'm talking about. Indian version of it called Partner. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what came to mind. Yeah, um, so Will Smith in it. So, okay, so um, for an HR professional who's watching this uh, and trying to think about how to start using ChatGPT or use it for different use cases. And here's one uh, on helping with email. What what advice would you give them uh, if they're just starting out in this? Is there anything, any learnings in terms of how to optimize this tool? I think one thing, uh, like one quote, which I genuinely uh, found very interesting and helpful was the fact there was a lot of chatter around the fact that AI is going to take over your jobs, AI is going to take over this or that. It could be true at, at, to a certain extent, like especially within the writing field, it could be very true that anyone and any like anyone, everyone could come through and create content without realizing, without the people realizing that this is not generated by a human, but an AI generated thing. 
but at the same time there was a quote i think by elon musk I, i'm not sure i think it it is elon musk that ai is not going to take your jobs it's the person who is using ai who is going to take your jobs and yeah. that resonated a lot with me because if you are like i used this in one of my uh, interviews recently as well uh, we had created an assignment someone and we let that person take the entire room gave them internet access asked them to create a document about something and uh, they still did not use any features like in certain interviews you're not like thinking about like you're not interviewing the skill set in terms of what is the writing skill or what like because their job basic job is not about writing it's about something else but there is a task which is about writing and my understanding at this point was that if this person uses chat gpt to create this entire text i would be more impressed than they themselves writing it but um, yeah that person did not do it but like at this point i'm thinking that if you are skilled enough to learn a technology use it for your own good and be good at it and not let other people realize even if they like, it's fine for them to realize created by chat gpt but if they are um uh, skilled enough to use it in for their own good i think that's a good skill to have uh, at certain point i'm sure i'll start seeing a lot of skills as a chat gpt uh, user skill chat gpt user in people's resumes so yeah so okay so that's pretty solid advice uh don't shy away from it is what you're saying you're saying uh, adopt it integrate it learn how to use it well at the same time make sure that it's personal so it sounds like you because that's what you're doing right in in how you use chatgpt and you've now also given us an example or given other hr professionals an example of how they might even start you know like where to start like here's a starting point so akhilesh thanks so much for taking us through that and sharing your views on chatgpt both in personal and professional life and uh, is there anything else that you want to add on this topic of uh, you know ai and work chat gpt anything else that comes to mind that we haven't talked about i think like it's just a personal opinion at this point but i also feel that people are also very worried about the same thing which i just spoke about about uh, ai and chat gpt or platform similar to like this taking over the planet taking over the world terminator being real and all of this these are things not to worry about or it's not in your hands anyway like yeah. being sitting here in my laptop with my laptop and using chat gpt i'm not uh, providing the future terminator to come down to earth and like do something so if you are worried or thinking about oh my god technology is going to ruin everything this that you're anyway not going to help change the technology or so might as well like as long as they are we all know it's here to stay might as well adapt it for your own good and uh take it for forward okay thanks so much and uh, appreciate you being on the show and uh, yeah have a great weekend thank you so much you too and thank you okay. for having me thanks akhilesh bye bye and so Got it.